Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I was up most of the night last night. I remember waking up at about 3.10, and I know it was after 4.30 before I went back to sleep. And God was speaking to me all night long. Now, let me explain to you when I say speaking to me. God talks in all kinds of ways. Sometimes audible voice, dream, vision, angel visit, lots of different ways. But in this particular case, he kept given me what I was supposed to say to you in upcoming broadcasts. So I think I can say that this is a thus saith the Lord. I think that this is what God wants to say to people who listen to the Prophecy Club. This crusade is something special. At 5.45 a.m. last night, I kept asking him, Lord, are sevenfold miracles going to be at this crusade? I kept asking. And Finally, the only thing he would tell me this, and I wrote it down because I want to quote it correctly. He said, this is the crusade that I'm going to show up. <laughs> and I you know, kept asking, show up with miracles? He, he refused to tell me, to guarantee me that sevenfold miracles will be at this sevenfold miracle crusade. But instead, he wants us all to believe him. This is what he kept saying. This is the crusade that I'm going to show up. Now, I don't know what that means, and that's all he would tell me. I just kept asking, but no, that's, he refused to say, guarantee that sevenfold miracle is going to show up. But what he wanted me to tell you is that this crusade is something very, very special, and that is he is preparing his army of end-time prophecy teachers to walk in and work in miracles. He's preparing you. And specifically, this just, I mean, I guess I probably did, I don't know, 10 or 12 broadcasts. It just kept going and going. And I couldn't sleep. And my wife is kind of a light sleeper, so I, I laid very, very still beside her, not to disturb her. But I, again, I know I did 10 or 12 broadcasts last night. This is what he wanted me to tell you, that this crusade is for you. This crusade is to develop you so that he can use you in the days ahead. Because the kind of training that you need for what is coming is not available in most any of the churches out there. Basically, to say it rather straight, you don't have what you need to walk in what he wants you to walk in. He wants to get you prepared. If you're saying, well, I don't have the registration fee. I don't know if I can get off. I don't know if I can arrange all, all of that. Look, here's what he kept saying to me. That is a lack of faith. That is saying that you don't really believe in him. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He owns all the gold and silver. And getting you the money, getting the days off, getting the wherewithal for you to go to this, not a problem. That's not a problem. But what he's asking you to do is to press in. That means that there's probably going to be some serious prayer. There might be some serious fasting. But try to imagine being in a room Last year, we had 380 people there, and I believe that will probably hit capacity, which is about 500 people this year. Try to imagine being in a room, 300, 500 people that just, they're committed enough to give a pretty sizable registration fee and fast three consecutive days. That's what we ask you to do. You don't have to, but we ask you to, to fast three consecutive days, and you can still have juice and coffee and things like that. And like uh, sometimes I'll play racquetball, and so sometimes I'll still have to do a sports drink just before I go play. But I'm talking about no solid food. 
And surprisingly, matter of fact, here's what happened at the last crusade. They asked us, the hotel asked us to step out of the room because they weren't quite ready to have everybody walk in. And so we were about 45 minutes in the hall, and I was just determined to try to meet as many people as I could. So I walked around introducing myself to them. And one of the questions I was asking is, how'd you do on your fast? And their face lit up. They said, I was surprised at how easy it was. I did it. I feel great about it. And I knew that the Lord was with me. As a matter of fact, that's one of the things in a fast. God confirms he's with you when he takes the hunger pangs away. And he will. What he wanted me to tell you is that if you are listening to the Prophecy Club on an occasional basis, you're not listening to be lifted up or encouraged or even so much to be taught the Bible. You're listening because the Spirit of God has put it on your heart to listen, to put it on your heart to begin to learn and understand about Bible prophecy in the last days and the things that are coming because he wants to use you. Now, the phone is ringing, but it's up to you to pick it up. And then when the Lord says, I want to send you into the vineyard, you're the one that has to go. Remember the parable about go into my vineyard and work. And the one said, I will go, but he didn't go. The other one said, I won't go, but he went. He said, which one of them did the Lord's will? And so right now, if you're listening to me, the phone is ringing. That's that's what he laid on my heart to tell you. The phone is ringing. He's saying, I'm calling you to go into the vineyard. I'm calling you to develop yourself above and beyond where you are right now. Go in. Trust me. Trust what I'm going to do in this crusade. Trust me that I'm going to develop you into that person that can, in fact, hear my voice, can and will walk in sevenfold miracles and be able to give an answer to prophecy to all of the people that are underinformed ill-prepared, and are scared to death, they don't know what has happened. What you've got to do is fast and pray and just believe God. If you're listening to this broadcast, that is your ringing of the phone. That is your call. God is calling you saying, I want to develop you. I want to make you something more than what you are right now. And no, you do not have what you need to do where I want to take you. You do not have what I want you to have to be able to walk in the sports stadiums, to work in the sports stadiums, to work in the cities, to work in the wherever he sends you. You don't have everything that you need. And that's the reason you want to come and you want to go through Leslie's School of the Prophets. She is going to teach you how to more clearly hear the voice of God, to recognize it. False prophecies, false prophets. She's going to, you're going to get, I think it's like mm, four three-hour sessions, and it might even take more than that. But being under Leslie, and that's another thing he told me. He told me to tell you about Leslie. Uh, let me give you, an exa- give you an example. And and if you don't believe me, you can call Prophecy Club, 785-266-1112. Chances are Joanne Dollins is going to answer the phone. She was the first employee Prophecy Club had back in, I think, 1993. She's been working for Prophecy Club ever since then. Well, Long about 1998, uh, I prophesied to her and her husband that they would have another child and that the child would be a real blessing. Well, sure enough, I don't know, six, nine months later, sure enough, she got pregnant and she started, she was, she was going to have the child. And the Lord kept telling Leslie in the night that if she had that child normal, that the child would be born 
dead. But she didn't want to scare Joanne, so she wasn't telling her. But when Joanne went down to the hospital, Leslie went down with her and was watching to see that everything was okay. Well, the doctor came in, Leslie was in the room, and said, we think we need to do a cesarean. No, 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 I've already told you I'm going to have this baby natural. And the doctor said, no, we need to do a cesarean because every time you're going into labor, that baby is going into a very serious stress. We really need to take the baby, and we need to take it now, and we need to do a cesarean. And she said, no, I'm having this baby natural. And the doctor left. So that forced Leslie to have to tell her. So she said, okay, the Lord has shown me in three dreams that if you have this child natural, the child will be born dead. And I'm here to tell you that you do need to have a cesarean. So at that, because she believed Leslie, she trusted and she respected Leslie as a prophet, she said, all right, fine. So she agreed to the cesarean. Well, sure enough, the baby came out and the doctor said that the umbilical cord was wrapped around the baby's neck three times, not once, not twice, three times. And the doctor said that if she had had the child natural, she would have been born dead. Well, Aaron was at the last crusade, and she'll probably be at the next crusade, and you can meet the little girl. And without Leslie hearing from God, that little girl would not be on the earth right now. Let me give you another example. All these examples just come to me not uh, to, to tell you. Okay, so I remember one Sunday at the Spirit of Prophecy Church. There it's in Plano on a corner of Park and K, and I urge you to come and visit sometime. Come in at 1015 and ask for me. We'll get you some coffee and donuts. So anyway, Leslie was up there praising worship, and she says, I hear music. I hear music, and I hear, not the praise and worship music, I hear music. Someone in the congregation is listening to music and has cuss words in it, curse words. Who is that? And of course, <laughs> nobody moved. <laughs> she said, I said, I'm hearing music. Somebody is listening to music and it has cuss words in it. And it's not glorifying God. Who is that? Nobody moved. So finally, she looked out and she pointed and she said, Eric, it's you, isn't it? And his eyes got great big. He stood up. She says, come up here. I'm going to pray for you. So he came up there. She prayed for him. And after she got done praying for him, he ran out into the parking lot. He got all of his dirty old music and went and threw it in the trash can. How'd she know that? Let me give you another example. And I'm, I'm doing this because I want you to know that Leslie is not your normal prophet. You have not met a prophet like Leslie. She's not like the New Testament prophets that come along to bless you, encourage you, and to, to guide you. She's one who hears from God like the Old Testament prophets. Let me give you an example. We had this couple come into the, the, the church one Sunday, and towards the end of the service, she walked over and she says, can I pray for you? And I said, yes. So she started praying for him. And she said, as I was praying for him, the Lord spoke to my heart. And now let me just explain. Most New Testament prophets prophesy out of just a still small voice from what they, they see. They're seers. And that's not Leslie. She normally prophesies because she hears the audible voice of God speak in her ear. So she prophesies to this couple. She says, the Lord says you're going to have a child. It's going to be a double blessing. Well, they were overjoyed. But then 
the brother to the wife came over to Leslie. Oh, Prophet Leslie, oh, you've made a terrible mistake. Three doctors have told her she's barren. She's never going to have children. Leslie said, I don't care what the doctors said. The Lord said she's going to have a child. It's going to be a double blessing. Well, of course, they came back for the next couple of weeks, and they were just overjoyed to be at our church. But then they stopped coming. And word filtered back to Leslie that they were calling her a false prophet because, obviously, she had a period. Well, we were out that particular Sunday, but it was about nine months later that couple came back to the church, and they got up in front of the whole church, and they repented before the whole church, saying, please forgive us because now my wife is pregnant. Well, about two, two and a half years later, I believe it was on a Saturday night, they called Leslie. Oh, Prophet Leslie, we, we had that child, and that child is healthy, but now we're in the hospital, and my wife has had another child. But the child now is, uh, is only like three days old, and they're telling us that the child is not going to live through the night. Oh, Prophet Leslie, will you please come and pray for the child? So Leslie got in a car, went down to the hospital, laid hands, anointed with oil, and prayed for the child. The next morning, they called, and they said, come and get your child. You can take your child home. There's nothing wrong with your child. Let me give you another example. We were in Fort Collins, Colorado. It was about 1999. This was just before the Y2K scare. Jim Ammerman was the speaker that night. Before the, uh, Jim Ammerman got up to speak, I, I walked up to the pastor that had invited Prophecy Club to bring our speaker into his church, and I said, I feel like we're supposed to give personal prophecies tonight. He said, oh, that'd be wonderful. I said, well, l- let's let Jim talk, and then when he's done, then bring us up, and, and we'll give personal prophecies. Jim talked. He brought us up. So I turned to Leslie, and I said, do you want to start this or do you want me to? She says, I'll start it. I said, well, that's fine by me (laughs) because she's a lot more accurate than me. And she turns to the audience and she said, the Lord just told me there's someone in here that had an abortion. And if you'll come up, he is going to heal you and forgive you and set you free. Now, try to imagine 125 people all in this church probably didn't know each other, came off the radio prophecy club. How many people going to stand up and say, yeah, I had an abortion? The answer, nobody. And that's right, 125 people in the room and nobody moved. Leslie said, I said, the Lord told me there's someone in here that had an abortion. And if you'll come up here, I'll pray for you and he'll forgive you, heal you and set you free. Nobody moved. So finally, Leslie pointed back at the back of the room, second row from the back. And she said, it's you, isn't it? And this lady stood up, put her hands over. Oh, I remember it specifically. Put her hands over her mouth with her mouth open and her eyes in shock. And she says, it's you, isn't it? Your name is Brenda, isn't it? Come up here. The Lord's going to set you free. And this girl (laughs) went running to the front and Leslie prayed for her. I'm telling you, you have not been ministered to like Leslie is going to minister to you. You see, Leslie and I, we're not pastors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We pastor a church. But here's another thing. I'm not a radio personality. Our real call is crusades. You should see Leslie in a crusade. The anointing comes on her and she becomes a 10 foot tall prophet. She gets under such a strong anointing. I have seen her double over, double over from the pain of the anointing coming on her. I I remember here. Let me tell you another story. 
we see we did over 60 of these power of jesus crusades so we're not new to the ministry we're certainly not new to doing crusades we know what we're doing i mean even pastor Messi after the last crusade we we he came up to our suite the the hotel gave us a suite for holding the meeting there and we had a an after the crusade meeting pastor Messi turned to me and he says i want to say something to you and stan as you know i speak four different languages and i have been in many countries all kinds of churches over the last 20 years praying for people, working in miracles, and things like that. And I want to say that this is not just the best crusade or the best meeting I have ever been in. It is head and shoulders above anything I've ever seen. Then Maurice Sklar turned, and he pointed his hand right at me. He said, and I want to say something. He said, for the last 20-some-odd years, this violin I play has shoehorned me into all kinds of meetings, some of not even Christian. And he said, I have seen the underbelly of Christianity. I've seen ministers hold a meeting just to take an offering. I have been taken advantage of. I've seen them take advantage of other ministers. I've seen the underbelly of Christianity. And I want to say that I believe, Devorah and I talked about it. He said, I believe that you and Leslie have the most pure heart of anyone I've ever seen in the ministry. We want to be a part of anything and everything you do. You call and we will be there. When Leslie is at a crusade, the anointing comes on her. As I said, I've seen her bend over. So there's this one guy, and he literally, he was seven foot tall. It came time for Leslie to pray for people. And he says, now, now I don't want you pushing me down. She said, I'm not going to push you down. They literally pulled a chair up and helped Leslie get up into the chair. And she says, I'm not going to push you down. So she took one finger. And she just slowly moved the finger toward his forehead. And the instant it touched his forehead, you'd have thought somebody just hit him with a sledgehammer right between the eyes. And he hit the ground and he was out, man. He was out for a long time. I'm saying anointing. I'm saying you have not seen. You have not been prayed for. You you, you do not know the kind of anointing that Leslie has. And I've specifically waited until she's away from the studio so that I can say all this because she would not let me say this. But I'm telling you, and this is what I felt like God told me last night. I need to tell you, I need to tell you that you need to be at this crusade. You need to get out from behind your radio. You need to get out of your comfort zone. You need to fast, pray, find the $300 or $350 or it's even $400 at the door. It gets more expensive the longer you go. You need to find that. You find that by getting on your face. Have you ever been on the face before God? Have you ever been on your face crying out to God because maybe you're in a financial jam or maybe there's something terrible going on in your life? Look, that's what this meeting is about. This meeting is about people that are willing to get before God and hear from God and get his help to get to a meeting so that they can do his work and he will show up. And that's, that's another thing he told me to tell you. He will show up. He's going to show up for you. He's going to help you to get the money, help you to get the days off, the time, all the wherewithal to go. The phone's ringing. What you have to do is pick it up and say, yes, sir, I'll go into your vineyard. I will go where you tell me to go. I will do what you tell me to do to the death. You say that. Here, here's another thing he told me to tell you. It was probably, yeah, I can look up the exact date, but it was like 20 years ago. I was drifting off to sleep one evening, and Leslie was already asleep, and I remember saying this under 
my breath, and I said, Lord, I just want to say that I love you more than I love my wife, more than my children, more than ministry, more than money, more than the very beat of my heart and the breath of my lungs. I love you more than anything, in Jesus' name. Fell asleep. Well, that was the first night that God spoke to me. I'm talking about the eternity voice. And it was as if time was gone, up and down was gone. It was as if eternity entered into the room. I call it the eternity voice. I've only had it three times. And it said, I'm giving you part of the harvest from the seeds sown by Billy Graham. I'm giving you part of the harvest from the seeds sown by Billy Graham. Well, Billy Graham did sports stadiums, I don't know, 50 some odd years around the globe. Then above and to the right appeared a big white piece of paper and another appeared a a, a, a sword, a two-edged sword, and I could hold the handle with both hands. And I took the sword and I sliced off a third of the paper. As I sliced off the paper, the paper as I sliced it off just turned to a waterfall. And what the Lord was saying is this. I'm giving you about the third the number of souls that Billy Graham won, but they'll come in quickly. And the word I'm giving you, that's the sword, is going to cut them off and bring them in. You, brothers and sisters, are part of that. I believe God is saying to you right now, you need to get yourself to this crusade. No more excuses. No more self-doubt. No more I can't. No more blah, blah, blah. None of that. Put it all aside. Get out from behind that radio Go to Sevenfold Miracle Crusades. If you don't have the money now, that's a qualification. We just sent Sean Johnson, my son, to the Adobe School. Now, he registered a year in advance, and he got a nonprofit rate, and they charged him $1,800 for three days. And I don't know what it cost normal, but I understand that there was like 10,000 people. 10,000 people paid 18, well, no, probably more like three dollars $3,500, $4,000 to go to this Adobe school. Isn't God's school as valuable as Adobe? Look it. You can do this thing. God is calling you to be there. Again, he would not guarantee a sevenfold miracle is going to show up. He kept saying, this is the crusade that I'm going to show up. This is the crusade that I'm going to show up. But I don't know what that means. And I kept asking him, what's that mean? He wouldn't tell me. But you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you have the money. It doesn't matter whether you can get the days off or all that. All of that can be worked out. The phone's ringing. Will you pick it up? Will you say, here am I, Lord, send me? Will you say, to the death I will serve you? If you'll say that, he'll put all of the rest of it together. How powerful would it be to be in a room with three to 500 people that just paid a pretty good entrance fee, concluding a three consecutive day fast? I mean, most Christian meetings you're in, you can't even get them to read a Bible or even pray. So to be in a room with three to 500 people that are concluding a three day fast that put up anywhere from 300 to 350, maybe $400 at the door to get in. Okay. In other words, this is not riffraff. These are not casual Christians. These are Christians that are serious about God, serious about the end times. And that's another thing. What are the chances you're going to get in a room with people that know and believe prophecy? That's another thing. Come into the meeting early and look for a BFF, a best friend forever. Most prophecy students don't have very many other friends that are prophecy students that they can talk to. 
So I encourage people to mingle, exchange cell phone numbers, emails, because I say try to meet a BFF at this meeting. Try to meet someone that can be a help, a friend, someone to call, call in the middle of the night, someone to help you along or for someone to you to help along. Depends on where your walk is. But he was real clear, real clear. It's real important, real important that you get to this meeting. If you're listening Prophecy Club, I'm telling you right now, it's real important, real important for you, for the kingdom of God. It's real important that you get to this meeting. It's not about money. It's about souls, about building the kingdom of God. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness. Then all these other things will be added to you. If you put God's kingdom first, if you say, no, no, I'm going to get the days off. Maybe you have to take a vacation, whatever it, I'm, I'm going to get the days off. I'm going to come up with the, the entrance fee. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be there. And I'm going to be there fasted, and I'm going to be there prayed up, and I'm going to be ready for whatever God has for me, then, brothers and sisters, you can expect a powerful meeting. SevenfoldMiracleCrusades.com. SevenfoldMiracleCrusades.com. And when you get there, I'm going to recommend strongly that you get the meal package. Frankly, you're not going to have time with all the things we have going, you're not going to have time to go out to some of the other restaurants and it'll cost you more because the meal package is $222, which is about $22 a meal. So you, you, you won't be able to beat that price and it's good food. And you want to be able look, what you want to do is just Uber into the meeting and then stay there for three and a half days and then Uber back to the airport and just stay right there. None of you have to leave. Everything, we'll have coffee in the room, water, everything. You Look, it's a whole three and a half day experience. We go through Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits. And we believe, I believe, that there's a high probability sevenfold miracles are about to hit. Because I believe there's a high probability judgment's about to hit America. I watched Trump last night on his Trump rally. You know, watching him, and I mean, it encourages me. It lifts my spirits. I like listening to the guy. Listening to him and you say, what? What do you mean judgment's about to hit America? Well, you know, the crowd is almost always wrong. And the crowd right now says, oh, America's doing good. We got 3.5% unemployment. We're good in this category. We're good. The stock market's going crazy. Yeah, well, the crowd is always wrong. Crowd is always wrong. I'm telling you that it, there, there's a lot more programs he's put in my heart to say, but I'll, I'll leave it there. Sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Also go to prophecyclub.com. And you want to order Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy and also the new book, Miss the Mark. And also the new book, Miss the Mark. In my new book, Miss the Mark, I expose the nine deceptions the beast will use to deceive, if it were possible, even the very elect. Since Lucifer is only given three and a half years to rule the world, but given 6,000 years to prepare for it, is it possible he has set up a nine-point plan so well thought out, so cunning, will deceive all whose name is not written in the book of life? What would you do if you had to tell a person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? What would you do? Would you tell them? I believe you would. But what is the most important thing in the world to tell a person? The answer is, don't take the mark of the beast, because those taking the mark do not get soul death, but eternal torment in hell. But how do you tell them? Give them Miss the Mark. It is designed to be given to anyone, even if they've never heard of the Bible, Jesus, even if they're in another religion. It takes them from a blank page to making sure they will never take the mark. 
It's thin and easy to read. One for 20, but don't do that. Instead, we make them available in lots of 10. 10 for 25, 20 for 40, 40 for 60. That's one for 20, but don't do that. 10 for 25, 20 for 40, and 40 for 60 at prophecyclub.com. That's miss the mark. Don't take the mark of the beast. Prophecyclub.com. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. God showed me a single word, first fruits, is a secret door found in Revelation and Leviticus. When linked together, the end time events can be placed in chronological order. For the first time, we can know what feast Jesus returns on, the feast for the judgment seat of Christ on the great white throne, and the feast upon which the wheat is resurrected, and on the day the new Jerusalem comes down to earth. One prophetic word said, There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open unto you. It will turn many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Don't get one for $20. Instead, get five for 30 or 10 for 55 The secret door to understand Bible prophecy at prophecyclub.com. You can have instant access to over 200 titles on a recurring monthly subscription of $20 or yearly for $200 at watchprophecyclub.com. 